Maybe you're in fact wrong. Maybe you need to revise your outlook. Then you are still capable of growing and evolving as a person. For you are capable of expressing self-doubt, of nurturing an open-mindedness. This is The Invisible Maybe. Welcome to The Invisible Maybe. We explore and discuss the topics that are affecting us all, both positively and negatively. That exploration will bring us into our health and well-being, our entertainment, and our relevancy. The most exciting thing is, as you join us on our journey, we all can discover something we never knew, and most importantly, change our minds. Thank you so much for joining us. And here are your hosts, Julia and John. The Dumbing Down of America. I've got a few stats for you guys. John, Jamie, here we go. All right. Get these. In a recent study of the American Council of Trustees and Alumni, this is a recent study of college graduates, this was the following information that was gleaned. 10% of college graduates thought Judith Scheindlin, TV's Judge Judy, mm-hmm. sits on the Supreme Court. College graduates. Yeah. College graduates. Uh, more than a third of these college graduates did not know that Franklin D. Roosevelt spearheaded the New Deal or who he was. could not name the current sitting vice president. 73% could not say why the U.S. and the Soviet Union fought in the Cold War. And 44% could not define the Bill of Rights or what it accomplished. And the worst one, in my opinion, 6% could not circle Independence Day on a calendar. What do you think? (laughs) Well, you know, even... There's a there's a long history I think of, of stupidity uh, in this country. Even going back to when I was in high school, which was the 70s, uh, and that was during really the height of, of the Cold War. Um, there were people who, when they were asked to identify on a map the Soviet Union, circled Canada because they knew that well this was our quote unquote enemy. So you know they must be pretty close because and I think it was just just the the impression that they got from from at that time of course it's a much watered down media than we have today um because again if you look at the maps you might say well you know they're not how can they be so so dangerous to us when there's this great big ocean in between us and and so they must be close by so i think a lot of that is 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 um you know it's just that the uh, as you point out they know who the vice president is they they take a tv person uh as a member of the supreme court uh, those things change, but the underlying stupidity doesn't. You know, yeah, the I ignorance agree. really—it isn't really st- being stupid. I, I, it's just a matter of being ignorant of just not knowing. So uh, we're talking about the dumbing down of society, and it's just something that um, is happening more and more as each decade passes, and it's measurable. And um, I don't know. We're, I think our country is suffering because of it. I think so. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that um, uh, the, the 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 internet, which was touted by Mr. Zuckerberg and all the founders of it, I think it was touted as going to be twofold. It was going to one connect everyone at a, 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 with in an ever growing globe, 
which for the most part, uh, it, it does. Uh, I think it connects us too much. I don't really care, Julia, if you're going out to have a hamburger, but apparently the new generations, they do. The second thing it was supposed to do is, is let us, you know, continue to be informed on global events, domestic events, whatever, local events. Unfortunately, as we've, uh, you know, found out the the American public, but I think everyone is guilty of this. We have no um, uh, capacity for moderation, and I think that's what's happened to the internet. Is that the internet has become, I, I think, well over fifty percent erroneous content. It's just something that somebody's going to post that they they there's no due diligence. They just put, hey, Julia's eating a hamburger today and she's wearing a red shirt. We don't know if it's true or not. Right. But, uh, and, and the information then is, is you know, captured within each individual as, as being true. Right. And, yeah, and, and that's, that's part of the, I think, one of the issues is that, you know, everybody is entitled to an opinion. However, that doesn't mean that all opinions are equally valid. Because you know you can believe you can believe that as some people do that the Earth is only six thousand years old. Now that's their opinion. There's I see no evidence. I mean I've looked at it or whatever. I've listened to their argument um, and say well they're 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 cranks because it doesn't you know there isn't any credible evidence to support that. But just because they have an opinion doesn't mean that it's that it's as valid as the scientific one that says that the Earth is much older than that and they have reams of evidence and to support that so a lot of people are always think that they have to have an opinion on everything um, and they offer one even though they don't have enough information and they're not willing to take the time to do that we've sped everything up so much in our society where you know you go out to a restaurant and everything is oh here you can go here for a quick bite like at like at the airports well what if i don't want a quick bite Maybe, you know, in other cultures, you know, eating is, is pleasurable or it's relaxing. It shouldn't be wolfed down, you know, so, so everything's better. What's your opinion on this? Well, give me some time to look into it and I'll get back to you. No, 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 I want to know what it is right now. Yeah. You know, and whatever you say is, well, you said it, so it must be, you know, it's, it's every bit as valid as somebody else who did spend that time. Yeah. You know, and it becomes accepted. So what do you guys think, what are the dangers like we... Everyone talks about the dumbing down. I think a lot of people notice it. But what are the dangers that we face because of a dumbing down situation, in your opinion? Well, I think on an industrial level, uh, we're we're you know we're eighth on the list of education. Right. So I mean, as far as uh, invention, technology, education. Uh, anything that has to do with general creativity, I think it automatically puts us in the back seat to, well, currently number one is Switzerland, however, you know, and they're, they're huge in technology, but, you know, you know, Japan, China, uh, you know, they, they're on a wholesale level have purchased the United States and, you know, and, and, and I mean land. You know, and I think that's what's happening. You know, we, we no longer have these giants of industry and the people that, that, that are, are uh, equal in their following of these giants. Uh, we, you know, we, we have the dot-com guys, we, you know, which came and went. And I, I just think that, unfortunately, we have pockets of, of excellence uh, 
and no longer do we have an umbrella or a blanket of excellence. That's what's happened. And, and so we're just, you know, the, the danger is we, we are no longer, you know, the best place to be. It's true. And in fact, um, I've got another, another interesting one here in a recent ETS report that looked at adult assessments or adult assessment competencies in 22 countries. We scored dead last. Um, Japan and Finland and the Netherlands, high school graduates tested on par with American millennials holding four-year degrees. So let that sink in for yeah, a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see enough data in my, in my job uh, to know that, you know, on average, uh, on, on reading tests, the average is that, that, that students are answering uh, on, an, on, an, on a, any given test question, about 40% answer it correctly. Um, yeah. So there's been a, and, and we've noticed this, there's been, there've been uh, plenty of studies. ACT did a study in 2009, which showed that uh, although um, college, the, the complexity of the text that students read at college hasn't changed, the complexity of the, of the, of the text that students read in schools in K-12 has steadily gone down since the 1960s. So that kids that are graduating today are just not prepared. So somewhere of right. 10-15% of the kids going into college have to start in a remedial reading because their reading ability is just not high enough. And and I do see this in some of the schools that I visited. They're just reading stuff that is way below where they should be reading. And again, it's just like it's the lowest common denominator. They, you know, they they just put the let, let's find something that everybody can read. Well, and, and, and I think I think they're 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 not reading what they're what they should read, you know, to enhance their knowledge base. They're reading everything that's just anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, and that that's another important thing, uh, Jamie, that we find is that, you know, reading when you're reading nonfiction, it's we it, it used to be thought that reading was a passive activity, right? You sit there with the book whatever there's but but it isn't there's there's this interaction that goes on between the author and the written word and your background knowledge it could even be a novel uh you're reading something something's familiar to you you can read it faster again because you already have that background knowledge about the situation you're reading historical fiction a little more difficult because you don't have that background knowledge or the experiences so you have to imagine them so you're right if they don't have that background knowledge in the first place then and they believe that Judge Judy is on the Supreme Court, or it's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Then you know it's 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 their their scores are going to go down. Yeah, she's still alive. She it's, it's is just, really and yeah. makes I believe twenty million dollars a year. Wow! With that show, oh, I can't see I'm watching that woman for more than five minutes. I well, can't. I, can't. I just don't like the format of the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just it's yeah. it's it's a in my opinion a bastardization of the law itself. I'm yeah. sure you know she follows the law. She has to, but. Um, the other thing that, that I wanted to mention about the anecdotal experience of everyone is that, um, uh, and I know Julia, you deal with a, a tremendous number of, uh, millennial candidates in, in your position. Yes. Um, and, and you find it very frustrating on, on many levels. I'll let you explain that. Uh, but, uh, one of the things is, is that, that we recently, uh, had a conversation with a friend of ours and she has a daughter uh, of the age now that uh, she's becoming aware, you know, of her culture and mindset and everything. Uh, and her problem as a mother with that daughter is the literalism. She said, you know, put the dishes in the dishwasher. And she did exactly that. 
and didn't turn it on, didn't put any soap, didn't do anything. And I think that that's the that's again that's the problem. That for some reason there's this there's this stopgap between starting you know the the uh, the intellectual path and then it stops. And I think again that's the internet. It's the Buzzfeed. It's the it's the clickbait. Yeah. You know, it's it's well. I'm going to read to here, and then click this, and I'm going to read to here, and click this, and then I'm going to go have lunch. You know, it, it, that's yeah. It does reorient your your world to to the same thing that with something like PowerPoint, um, it reduces everything to bullet points, and they're really very often they're not they're not the bullet points are not connected. You know, there's there's yeah. there's, there's no language in there that connect the bullet points, they're, so they're just read discreetly. But but again, you know, it goes it goes back to uh, Neil Postman had a very interesting observation in his book Amusing Ourselves to Death, which he wrote in 1986, when he was criticizing television, which I think we can see television have of having evolved into the internet. Um, but he was comparing the two great dystopian novels of the last century. And that would be 1984, uh, George Orwell, which probably most people think of when they think of a dystopian novel. Uh, and but also the other one was which was written earlier, 1931, uh, Audelis Huxley's Brave New World. And I remember when I read Brave New World, I thought, wow, this is really different than than Orwell's. Um, people sure do a lot of fucking in, in this guy's world. Yeah, I kind of like this one. But but Postman then points out, and this is really interesting. He says what Orwell feared were those who would ban books. What Huxley feared was that there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. Mm -hmm. Orwell feared those who would deprive us of information. Huxley feared those who would give us so much that we, we would be reduced to passivity and egoism. Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us. Huxley feared the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. So his point in his book was that Huxley was right. More so than, and we know, we, we, he, and again, Postman was only talking about television. This is, he wrote that over, you know, close to 30 years ago. Wow. So... Now, Julia, you're you're in the financial industry. Yep. What what level you obviously have to know what you're doing to assist individuals in 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 you know dealing with the, their financial matters. Have you noticed the dumbing down of of your consumers? Um, definitely dumbing down. Um, a sense of apathy. Um, a sense of this is hard to explain, but just um, not sticking to anything. So not sticking with a job for very long, um, not paying bills. I actually did pull credit on someone last week. Um, every bill he had ever had became a collection. Um, he hadn't paid his car in six months. It was about to be repossessed. It just a general level of apathy. Um, he, I encounter a lot of parents buying their children, their grown children homes for them which I got to say, I just don't think that's helping anyone. I know they're trying to be good parents, but I think that contributes to all this. If you're given everything mm. and you feel that sense of entitlement to everything, then, you know, what does well, that some lead cases, to? Especially with housing, with houses, they've gotten so expensive. Um, and with such a wide gap in, in the in economics of what people make, um, it becomes almost, you know, can they, you almost really need to have had a first house and then sold it at a profit and then order to get some money in order to put the down payment to buy another house. The only reason I myself was able to buy a house 
um, was because I went to Japan and I lived there for 25 years. And because I the 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 economy here from 1984 to, to 1999, when I was gone, was 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 just awful for someone like me. So I was over to go over there and save up a lot of money because that's the way their society is designed, where there is more equality. And you really don't have the, what we call now the one percenters. Um, mm -hmm. You do see a far more egalitarian society there. So, you know, I look and I say, hey, where did I get it? Certainly wasn't this country. Well, you know, and the, 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 the other issue, I think, that, that, that perpetuates the problem uh, and, you, and you mentioned these these classic novels. Uh, there's another one that just has a brand new, I believe it's a Netflix presentation, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Uh, uh, an, an amazing, you know, uh, diatribe on, on, you know, on book burning. And, and uh, I heard two millennials, had to have been millennials, I'm, I'm guessing, but, and two millennials describing this wonderful new film. And they're like, well, yeah, the film's new. But they, they clearly didn't, didn't understand, understand that this was a was. classic yeah. novel, yeah. Yeah. and it was a wonderful film, not because of its subject matter, not because it was a reproduction of an old classic. It was wonderful because Michael B. Jordan was in it. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a major problem. It's a, it's a cultural influence. Our critical thinking is no longer necessary. You just need to know what's happening right now, today, with the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing again. That is that um, there there is that as as I've said before on, on on the other podcast is that we don't value education in this society. We value sports and entertainment. That's where all the money is. And since every you know, I used to read a book for just what are you reading? Someone said, "What are you reading?" I said, oh, it's a "Book about about something." And they say, "Well, how is that going to help you get a better job?" Well, I don't think it is. That's not the reason I'm reading it. Why is everything has to be like, gee, so I can make more money? So, you know, we, we are geared towards that. There's just no joy of learning something new. Because I really what I want to do is always try to reduce my ignorance footprint. We're all ignorant about something. It means we just don't know. So um, I think one of the classic examples I remember was, uh, you know, Noam Chomsky. He's mostly known for his, for his uh, political talks. But of course, he's the, really the father of modern linguistics. And they had asked uh, Chomsky how he thought people learned a second language. And I thought his answer was great. He said, I don't know. Go ask somebody who studies that. It's not my field. And, and I thought, well, that was really great because here's coming from the guy who's the father of modern ling linguistics. And he could have said, well, this is what I think. And then he, he could, but being an academic, he knows that somebody could say, but the evidence doesn't, the research doesn't support your that and he looked like a fool mm -hmm. so he just admitted i don't know it's not my field go ask somebody who studies that and they'll give you a good answer yeah. don't ask me so i feel the same way when i get into somebody and somebody is telling me that they believe this or that i says i know you like nascar huh and they said yo yeah i said ask me who i think is going to win the next race who do you think is going to win i said i have no idea because i don't follow the sport if it, i don't even think it is a sport but I, I don't follow it so i don't know maybe maybe um mario andretti and they'll say, well, yeah, is it race? Yeah, that tells you. I don't know anything about it, and I'm just proud of my ignorance of it. If I really wanted to learn, I'll go out and learn it, and then I'll tell you. But in the meantime, I don't have an opinion on that. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. an amazing statement. Now, Julia, has anything ever changed your mind on, th on something? Like you were dead set. You were absolutely dead set. You know, I, mm. I, I can definitely say yes to this. I mean, many times. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's, I would 
be hard pressed to come up with examples, but yeah, I mean, you have to be open. I think that's the whole point of what we're trying to say. Right. But I, I will say, you know, with what John was just saying, education, I think is a big part of this, this whole thing where we have to regurgitate facts, we have to memorize and regurgitate. Um, I don't know. Is that really the way to go when you can just go on Google and pull it up? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. In, in, in my field, what we, what we look at, we look at a test question, uh, is a level of the called depth of knowledge. Yeah. And depth of knowledge, one, is what most kids are used to getting in school, which are just basic recall. You know, if it says, you know, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was president in 1862, and the question says, when was he president? That's, total, that's just recall. Yeah. The second level up to depth of knowledge asks about inference. Mm-hmm. You have to draw the inference. It's not there stated explicitly. That's where they have problems because that's where they need to be looking, right? They need to be doing some actual thinking instead right. of just regurgitating that. So I remember somebody who was really, I remember somebody who was really proud of the fact that their that their child, and you know, it was. I understand. Hey, I didn't mean to be such a such a prick, and I was. Um, that their toddler, I don't know, the kid was three, four years old, knew every state capital, mm-hmm. and. Give them a state. The kid knew the capital, California, Sacramento, you know, what Nevada, Carson City. But then I see I had to be a prick, and I says, "Do you know what a capital is?" No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I kind of blew that. I says, look again. It just. What does that do? I mean, I mean if you go the, out into society, how does that assist you in getting yeah, the by? Yeah, the fact that you don't know that and that you can look it up if you don't yeah. remember. Gee, capital in Nevada. Jeez, is it? It's near Reno. Look it up. There it is. You know, and I think you're there. there you know, you have almost a finite. As you get older, you know, your memories are such. It's just like I feel like it's like my, my garage. I've got enough stuff in it. I got something else. Where am I going to put it? I put it in the garage. I don't have any room. I don't have any room for it. It means I got to get rid of something. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with knowledge. Sometimes, do I really need to know off the top of my head? But the capital of Kansas is no. I don't need to know this, no. but I can find out. You well, know, that's how to find that's out. the that's the Kelly Bundy. Yeah. Uh, theory. You remember Kelly Bundy, married with children. Yeah. Uh, she, she, they found out that she could uh, exponentially learn faster than anybody else. Yeah. But every new, f- and she was going to be on a Jeopardy style show. Yeah, yeah. But every new fact she learned, she lost an old one, oh. and she learned so much that she actually forgot her own name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always has to. You have to rank those right into what's yeah. important, yeah. What, what you need to know. And I think knowing your own name is probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the, there's another uh, school of thought. Actually, I was going to mention. Uh, so to, what did you change your mind on? You know, I, I changed my mind on, on and we're going to have, I, I know we're going to have some wonderful discussions on politics. Yeah. Uh, but, but um, you know, I, I think my mind was changed inadvertently on, on political issues. Um, I'm old school. I had, I had older parents. And uh, my dad was World War II, uh, and so you know I, I came from a, a certain level of thinking. Um, but uh, I would say that 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 I went from a staunch conservative mode of thinking to uh, you know some liberal veins thrown in there, uh, only because uh, of a distrust you know that was evident you know of of our current you know level of government. But that's just one example. That's just one example. Um, but, uh, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, um, th- there's a, something called the attention economy that I read about recently. And it's literally, uh, it's kind of like the gig economy, 
which I, I've mentioned uh, other times, where you get paid for just job for job. You know, it's like musicians. You go out and you, get, you do a gig and you get paid. And that, that, that economy has become very popular. Well, the attention economy is, is internet-based, and it specifically, I think, uh, addresses what Julia brought up about the dumbing down. It, it's, it's people in the know, advertisers, scientists, everybody else there. They're all beholden to this because everybody's got to make money. Everybody's got to be able to pay the rent. And, and there's this whole economy, this shadow economy, that is, uh, it, and it's the basis for clickbait. You know, and it's the attention economy. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it, it always appalls me that we are we live in an age here of just chronic political um, campaigning. It never ends. When we think, never oh, ends. thank Christ, it's over. They finally had the election. The day and the who's going to run in 2020? Fuck you, leave me alone for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's going to change. You know, it doesn't matter who, who you think it's going to be today. It's, it's going to change. But if you look back... And here's the whole thing is what's really sad is it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. People are, are, you know, we say that they're, well, they're stupid or they're dumb or they're ignorant. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way because we have the capacity not to be this way. Uh, you go back to a, the 1850s, 1958, thereabouts, um, Lincoln, Stephen Douglas debates. Now, of course, they didn't have TV, they didn't have radio. So they actually, you know, they went to places to have these debates. And, you know, one debate... Um, Stephen Douglas got up and he spoke for an hour straight. No breaks, an hour. And then it's Abraham Lincoln's turn. He gets an hour and a half straight. And then Douglas gets 30 minutes to rebut. So, um, and that was one of the short debates. At one of the other ones, you know, Douglas got up and he spoke for three hours. And then Lincoln said, well, you know, I'm going to talk for at least as long. So mm -hmm. why don't you all go out for dinner, come back? And that's what people did. They went out to dinner and they came back and he talked for more than three hours. So look at, look at our debates today. You have Wolf Blitzer, some other moronic talking head on CNN, saying, you know, presidential debate, each candidate will get a full two minutes. Oh, blow it out your ass. Two minutes, yeah, really? Yeah. Two minutes. Oh, they're going to really talk in depth in two minutes. Yeah, right. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, and, and when they do speak, though, it's tragic. Yeah. It's tragic. I was going to bring something up, though, Julia. You, you were talking about education and, and, and rote memory and, and right. learning things of that nature. You know, a long time ago, and John and I were just talking about this because his, his boy's you know, doing the college tour and they're yeah. about to start life, um, is, is a, a long time ago there was a system called the Thomas Dewey system, and it was uh, uh, solely based on, on uh, getting rid of grading. There was no grades, no A, B, C, D, E, and F. Right. Uh, there or one, two, three, four, five, um, and it was um, uh, it was sort of like an entire school based on pass fail, and so I mean, is that better? Is, is that do you think that's better? Do you think a child's going to learn that way now? No. Today's kid? No. No, I don't think it's the grading system. In my opinion, what it is is you know we send people to college and they just don't come out with any type of a of a degree. I mean, these degrees are bogus. And I mean, what are you going to do? Like, what is your life plan? And these, I feel like a lot of millennials and I apologize if we have millennial listeners, I, I, I'm making a generalization here, but I feel like they're just looking around wide eyed and not knowing what to do. And, you know, we've got this issue with, um, technology replacing jobs 
So what are people going to do? And when they come out of college, like, what's the plan? And I think what happens is they come out of college and they just go and they're back home. What are they going to do? Well, I think they're waiting for something to happen. You know? Yeah. Whereas we were, we, we were forced to go out and get it. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, everybody seems to blame the parents of the millennials. and, the, and In the, some ways I would too, would just, just because mm-hmm. of what the kids were taught. And, yeah. and I can see this with some of the parents that I know whose kids are my kid's age. And they're telling me, oh, my kid, he's going to wants to be a radiologist. Oh, that's good. Well, why? Well, they make a lot of money. Right. Well, okay, okay, maybe that's that's the reason, you know, whatever. I don't think that that's really a, a really good reason um, to to pursue something that's going to take you a very long time. There are other things you can make a lot of money at. Um, you know, Jesus, too bad he, the kid couldn't throw a, you know, a baseball 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. He could make a lot of money doing that. Well, and, of the, course, that's a great con- contribution to society. You know, too. are these kids, uh, d- everybody's got that, that guy in their, in their lives, the quick buck guy. Yeah. You know, are, do we have a whole, a whole generation of quick buck people? Do they even know what that is? I mean, are they looking, are they looking to make a quick buck or are they looking to be taken care of? Well, I, and I think this is, again, where the, where the parents come in. What do they think is the reason the kid goes to college? And they know, they look at the stats, and they realize, well, they're going to make more money. They're going to get a better job. The, 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 the chances of them being unemployed go lower. So they're always looking at that in terms of a practical economic uh, reason. But if you go to the, and you ask the teachers, if you ask people who are in college, no, that's not the, that is, that's, that's that the byproduct of a, of a good education. Right is because you can solve problems. You have that. You go there to learn. So I think there's that disconnect between the purpose of a college right. and why people go. So they are coming out and they really don't know what the hell they went for. And there are a lot of people, quite honestly, I don't think should go to college. I just don't think that they are that they have the yeah. capacity for that or the interest. I mean, there's there seems to be you know I grew up in a blue collar household, so there seems to be in you know now that people are somehow looking down on that. We still need people to build houses we and do. fix them. Yep. Um, and, and, and wire houses and do things like this. This hasn't changed. You know, plumbing really hasn't, the pipes, the, the materials that they use for the pipes might have changed, but the actual plumbing itself hasn't. Same with electricity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've heard conversations which, I, which I, I would would have loved to participate in. I thought it was, it, it's funny until you start thinking about it. Right. They, they if they, when they pop, the zombies have come, you know, yeah. they're, they're outside and we're stuck. And everything, all of the thing, you know, do, do you know how to build a cell phone? You know? No, yeah. I, do do I, you know how to build the mic I'm talking on? No. no. You know? I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, a half-assed carpenter, you know, for the DIY stuff that I do. But do, do you know how to do anything? Right. You know? And, and, and I think that's the scariest part. You know, we, we if, if these damn cell phones die on us, if the grid goes down, you know, when the final hack happens and we're ending up in Costner's The Postman. You know, we're riding horses and getting mail, hard mail again. Do you know how to build anything? Do you know yeah. how to do anything? The problem is we're guilty of that too. Yeah, we are. I mean, sure. you know, I mean, I'm looking at two very intelligent individuals and we'd be screwed. Yep. You know, I mean, granted, you know, it, it, and it's not like the walking dead. No, and what, <laughs> what, what my education, what our education allows us to do is to be able to find out where do I get the information on how to fix my, my dishwasher if I want to do it myself? I'm smart enough to say I don't want to mess with it, yeah. right? I'll get somebody else. I got the money. Just fix it. You know what you're doing. Get somebody knows what. But if I really need to fix it myself, I know where where the sources are and I can go look. And then I can go ahead and I have that where I can evaluate it. 
Well, wait a minute. I got two conflicting opinions here about what's wrong with my with my washing my dishwasher. So who's right? Now I have to look at it and 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 be able to you know apply my intellect to that and say I think this person knows more than than the other one, and I think that this is a more reputable you know or maybe it's because it's the same manufacturer. Uh, but this other guy's been, you know, he's been fixing them for 20, 30 years. Yeah, they're all alike. Again, I have to, I have to evaluate that. That's what I learned in college. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, it's just, it, you know, how many times have you, I mean, we're all guilty of it because it's so simple when you, when you have a piece of technology and I don't mean, I don't mean even electronic, I mean, a tech piece of, you know, a, a workout equipment that it just isn't working. And what do you yeah. do? Go to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, exactly. if, what if it's gone? You know, with YouTube is gone. We're yeah. screwed. Yeah, we're absolutely screwed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, most people, well, I mean, we have examples. Uh, you know, we have senators going on the floor uh, uh, in, during congressional hearings um, saying the Big Bang and evolution is, is Satan's work. Yeah. We yeah. have a guy uh, with the snowball. You know, coming on the on the floor and yes, saying yes. that that the moron that, uh, from from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, climate change. Uh, it's impossible. Look at the snowball; it's not melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and which is <laughs> astoundingly stupid. That's ridiculous. It's really, and then and then to back up Julia's uh, stat earlier, uh, one in three people can't name the current vice president. That's very very sad. Yeah, and yeah. that shows a lack of. I mean, I'd like to forget who it is. <laughs> personally, you know. Yeah, yeah. But every time I watch Handmaid's Tale, I'm reminded. I thought this is Mike Mike Pence's dream. Handmaid's oh, yeah. Tale. This is what he wants. He's yeah. president of Gilead. Well, it just seems like most of the current generations and, and even our generation. I mean, yeah. we're, we're what, uh, Gen X. What do we represent here? Gen X. I guess I'm, I'm a late baby boomer. You're a late boomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I tend not to agree. But, you know, there, there's, there's two types of baby boomers. There's the old hippies. Yeah. Those are the ones that I tend to relate with. Yes. And then there are the other ones that aren't. The more straight-laced ones that I tend to be related to. Right. Those are the ones that I don't see eye to eye with, but, but nevertheless, and I see, am. Yeah. Late yeah and I'm dead center Gen X. Yeah. And then you're, 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 yeah. Well, maybe, it, I don't know. When did, when did the next generation uh, begin? The, well, I'm you're, 75. Yeah. You're still there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 72. I think I believe, so. Yeah. Or yeah. 72. Um, uh, so, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's amazing. Now, let me ask you this, Julia, mm-hmm. in the people that you deal with every day, don't name names nope. or, or please do in either way, <laughs> um, are, are who's dumber? I mean, who, who, who is factually and, and on a critical thinking level, dumber men or women? Oh, or are we on an even plane? Are we just screwed across the board? I think we're screwed across the board. I will say that, um, Women tend to speak emotionally. They're, uh, they're, everything is a little bit skewed emotionally, but I think, you know, it's equal opportunity dumbness out there you think from so? what I see. You yeah. Think so? Okay. And do you think this stems from, do, what happened to the education? Did, did mm-hmm. it not take? Did, was it part of their, uh, their, the, it, was it cultural? You know, did, did, did it just, like John said, I don't need to mm-hmm. know that. Right. And so, you know, within their cultural, you know, uh, 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 world, they didn't need to know that. So they didn't know it. And yet, but they did, they didn't know they needed to know it. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a weird circle, you know, I mean, what, what what's what, contributing to this? I mean, yeah, honestly. So I have an interesting, one more fact I can throw at you guys and oh. see what you think of it. Throw it. Throw it. So, um, let me see if I'm getting this right. So study published by NBC 
in 2016, one, and this is 2016, not even this year, one in six Americans is taking some type of antidepressant. So we are on drugs now. We are, we're mind altering drugs. We, um, and I think, you know, antidepressants, I've never personally taken one, but I, I can imagine that, um, you know, what is it designed to do? Suppress um, hormones yeah, we're, or we're, we've something. We've been that way, though. I mean, a, a drug culture, as yeah. long as I can remember. I remember, you know, my being in high school in the 70s, my friend's mother's being on Valium. That was the drug of the day. Yeah. You know, and maybe sneaking a couple because we're going to get high or get loopy. Um, and, and, you know, I was at the pharmacy once and there was this old guy and he was in line. Um, he wanted to talk to the pharmacist about his prescription and he said, will it make me woozy? And she said, no, no, it won't. It's, it doesn't do that. It's an antibiotic. Yeah, okay, you know. He said, well, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, so it won't make me woozy? And she was getting a bit frustrated with him, trying to know. And I thought, man, she just doesn't get it. He's asking the question again because he wants to feel woozy. That's what he's That's looking for. That's what he's for. hoping for. And he's hoping, yeah. well, maybe, you know, he's disappointed. He isn't asking for clarification. <laughs> like your 30s, John, <laughs> yes, right? right. right. <laughs> he's disappointed. Yeah, I don't want that shit either. I, don't, I, I want well, to get drugs from the doctor. I want him to make me feel woozy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to, um, I don't know, just kind of become fuzzy and just walk through life. Like I, I don't see a lot of passion. Don't yeah, but you? Our, 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 see, and you're talking about, it's not like you're talking about in the rural South and all the, all the poor people there. Yeah. You're talking about people on an even level with you financially and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, on an age level uh, that, that you're absolutely right. They, they are so disenfranchised from their own life yeah. that they just want to wooze all the way through it. And I, and I don't understand that. And we've been convinced, we've either, either been convinced or chemically uh, made to happen. Everything's wrong. You know, we're all depressed. Yeah. John and, and my wieners don't work. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, our hearts are, are not beating at the, at the right tempo, you know, and it's either absolutely true and because of other drugs that have screwed us up or they're telling us. And so, I you know I think that's that's probably the major cause of why we're so dumb is we've been told that we're dumb. Well, more to the point, we've been told we don't need to know that. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And what do you think about this whole ADD? I don't know about you, but I know personally four different people who take Adderall. Adults, forty-year-olds. Adderall. Well, that became that ADD. became the 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 new meth, you know. It, oh, yeah. it was the crutch it, to keep going. Don't you think it's it's kind of all this whole idea of that everybody wants to be a victim? So I have yeah. this disease now. Just if I, you know, oh, I've got I've got this condition yeah. that they've named. Or I, I used to see a commercial for um, a, a, a local place for bringing your kids if they had learning issues. And they're yeah. saying, well, she turns out she has an auditory processing issue. Oh, she doesn't listen. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. She's not paying attention. Um, so that's the issue. You can go ahead and call it whatever you want. That the, These things aren't new. They, they've been around, right? I mean, they just go by different names. So let's, let's put a tag on it so I can treat it. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, including, you know, dumbing down, everything has, has been reduced to... Um, uh, cover up the symptoms. Don't deal yeah. with the origin. Cover yes, up the exactly. symptoms. And you know, back in the day, it was Ritalin. Now it's Adderall. Right. You know, and and you know, and and it, it's just this knee-jerk response. You know, well, my stomach's bad. Adderall. You know, oh, I'm not feeling t- Adderall. You know, and and, yeah. and they until that something happens, it causes it becomes a carcinogen, or or you know, a couple of kids die. You know. Yeah, and and also it it just seems that 
It, it's just like your garden. If you take care of people, some people have really nice gardens, and they sit on a hill of it. Uh, it, nature's going to reclaim it. Yeah. And it's the same with your body, right? And you see a lot of people, oh, I used to be able to eat like this. Well, you can't. You have to evolve. You have to adapt. Yeah. That's what Charles Darwin taught us, right? You have to adapt because you're getting older and things. And you're going to go to hell. I mean, just look at Marlon Brando. He was always my, my poster boy. I always wanted to look like Marlon Brando like he did when he was young. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Wow, I want to look like that. And then look at him in the 70s. Oh, Christ, did that guy go to sea? <laughs> You know, I don't want to do like that, but that's what happens. So I I think it's the same intellectually. Um, You know, Richard Hofstadter pointed out even in the 60s that there was a, um, a, he called, you know, like a war on intellectualism, just this idea of the more um, creative and and analytical look at things that that this was somehow not not valued. So um, people go to the lowest common denominator. And if, you know, if, if all they can now handle is two minutes, that seems to be a lot that you know for 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 somebody to speak in a, in a in a political debate that they can't deal with an hour or 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever right that, that you know this has just shrunk down their their attention span it's yeah. just it has. well i i think i, I think that, that it's either one of two things i think our new newest societal members uh and our current members uh they either want to be dumb or don't want to be smart you know, and you can tell mm-hmm. they, 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 they're afraid of it. You know, they, 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 they claw their way to the middle and they're happy. That's it. I'm good with a C. Yeah. You know, do I pass? Yeah, you pass. And that's it. You know, and I think that can be seen in everything. But most importantly, I think it can be seen in our language. Yes. I mean, you know, absolutely including the clickbait and the, the cognitive dissonance and, and all the, the tag phrases of today. Uh, it all points to the fact that we don't want to know. We don't want to be the a level of smart that apparently scares us. Now, now, John, you know, you uh, you had some uh, John's background as a linguist. Um, now, what did you have to say about uh, John? Uh, a segment in in the show is going to be, um, uh, why is there a cat on my script? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is the that's the segment for our show. That's the segment. Yes, uh, but John, uh, John, uh, uh, that's a nice cat. That's he's a nice cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to ask you though, yes. Jamie, if we're not trying to claw our way to a B, yeah, we're we're happy with our C. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to learn. We don't want to do. What are we? What are we doing with our time? I don't know. And what do we? What do you do if you don't? If if you don't espouse that situation, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do every day as a consumer, as a liver of life? What do we do? You know, uh, regarding the, you know this problem. You know, we have. We are now. I feel like I'm the minority as it regards intellectual uh, prowess. Yep. You oh, uh, for sure. And why am I bad? Because I because I have a certain level of speaking and and have a have a desire to to laud the efforts of our of our language makers of past you know I don't know yeah. but uh, uh, now John what, what uh, you know once my, my father one time told me he, when I was younger he he told me a lot of things a lot of them I think you know, he was wrong uh, but this one he wasn't and he had told me if you have a choice if you have the if you have the choice. Hang out with smart people yeah. because they will raise you to 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 their level or they will keep you elevated. He said, you know, he had to take jobs where he had to hang out with with 
kind of dumb people. So he noticed that, yeah, you kind of go down and you, you will find that stasis. You know, you will find that balance point. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate in my job where, where everybody I work with is, has got a master's degree or higher. So, you know, I always have that level. But I could see that when we worked at the hotel, for example, that, yeah, I was, I was myself was taking a couple of steps down because of the, not just, the, not necessarily the people we worked with, but the people we worked for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I had that. I had the situation in both high school and college where, where I was told by my instructor, to write down to my audience, and I received an inferior grade because I refused to do so. Now, granted, one was I, 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 I wrote a scathing report on uh, Emily Bronte because I found her to be a hack. Um, I didn't really, but I just thought that would you know uh, incense my instructor, and and it worked. I got a C. Uh, but, and, and, but then, but then I got an A because I, I proved that it was um, it was a valid argument. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so, what do we do? What do we do? I mean, uh, you know. Now, granted, uh, you know, our generation, Gen X, and and the ass end of the boomers, we're to the point now where we have a whole different level of apathy. And like, you know, I'm I'm almost. I don't care about this new generation. But you know what? That's silly because that's how it happened. Right. Well, that's, that's how. What has happened in the United States is exactly why we're in this position is because the generation before said, forget it. I don't care about these kids, you know, and I often say that I often say that about uh, recycling. I don't care about your kids. You know, I'll be I'll be dead before we the planet is filled with trash. So I'm out. But um, <laughs> you go out with your finger raised. That's right. That's Sorry. right. That's right. The, the, the Terminator in the, in the <laughs> molten lava. <laughs> that's right. You remember um, this stuff. Now, John, what makes you upset, John? Uh, you're looking at the page. You're, yes. you're, you're wanting yes, this. I, I, could, I could feel it. Yes. You get the cat's gone, so hit it. <laughs> I'm going to talk about grammatical metaphor. Oh, okay. boy. Okay. Now, most of us know, of course, we know lexical metaphor. That's the one we're more familiar well, with. Well, well, we've proven that most of us <laughs> don't know what that is, John. Okay. So you, say, you may make an expression, you say something like, I, I, I'm up to my chin in work, or I'm drowning in work. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's used in, uh, metaphorically. Or you're walking off a cliff. You know, you're, It doesn't mean it literally, it's metaphorically. Well, grammatical metaphor takes that, it was, it was an expression coined by the, the linguist Michael Halliday, to extend the same idea where, you know, basically you have a word or a phrase used it, that means one thing, but used to describe something else. But we, he applies that to, to, uh, to uh, parts of speech, in other words, grammar. So, f- for example, uh, the, the examples are, for example, nouns. Right, we all know nouns. They typically describe people, places, things, and abstract concepts. Right? right. So you're talking about men, Las Vegas, dogs, democracy. All of these are these are nouns, and then we have we have verbs, and they describe processes and actions. So you walk, you run, you throw. Those are those are verbs. Now with grammatical metaphors, they present processes as nouns, and they present. Um, uh, as if they were things, and nouns as processes. So here's an example, and it's from a history book. And um, it says that, I'll just read this, during the 1860s and 70s, cattle ranching boomed. The destruction of the buffalo and removal of Native Americans to reservations emptied the land for grazing cattle. The open plains offered a rancher limitless pasture that was free for the taking. Okay, so this writer uses a grammatical metaphor in the sense that he says that he describes an action, buffalo were destroyed. 
And who were they destroyed by? But the the settlers that came in and they they killed the buffalo. Uh, and the Native Americans were removed. Well, again, by the settlers, they were forced off their land is what happened, right? But they present them as things because the destruction of buffalo is a noun phrase. So an action, destroying the buffalo, is presented as a noun. Similarly, removal of the Native Americans. Now, I'm, I'm not criticizing grammatical metaphor per se. It's very important. This is something that if people have kids, that they find the kids have to learn uh, to in order to read at a high level, you have to understand grammatical metaphor. So there is a, and you have to unpack that because these are, the information density is really high. So in this writer's case, again, he's, the, he's trying to make the, the connection between the, the removal of the, of the Native Americans and the buffalo. Now, in his case, he doesn't really care how that happened, just the fact that it did happen and the effect that had on cattle ranching. So those are the, the, the causal relationship that the reader has to make, right? This is, removing the, 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 the loss of buffalo and Native Americans opened this land up for cattle ranching, and that's what created the, the big economy, cattle economy in the U.S. at this time. So that's what it was. And that's fine. But what bothers me is when I hear it in the media, because when I see the news, and to me it's not mainstream news, it's corporate news. They own everything. So yeah. they, they are controlling the discourse. And it is their job, uh, traditionally, if you are watching the news, to tell you who, what, where, when, why, how, right? That's it. They're supposed to present this information. They're the ones that are supposed to say the buffalo were destroyed by whomever, right? The who, the what, the where. Okay. So we see, I see this a lot, and it, it really irritates me. Um, what I, what is, we often call cop talk. And we see this as presented in mainstream news. Here's a couple of headlines that I, that I came across. Police officer gunned down in Houston. Well, I think it's really clear what happened. It's pretty dramatic. Uh-huh. Police officer was shot. Yep. And he was killed and tells his where. Now, here's another one. Man killed after officer involved shooting in southeast Houston. Well, that's not very clear. Because for one thing, it uses grammatical metaphor to describe an action. What happened was the police officer shot a man. But it's not described as that. It is a officer-involved shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think both of those, officer gunned down, and the other instance, are both technically officer-involved shootings. There was a police officer involved in two shootings, but in one, but it, but it's only described in the news as meaning that the officer shot. It's accusatory. It's accusatory. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, so officer-involved shootings, so both, like I said, both incidents technically are officer-involved shootings. But only when a police officer shoots a citizen is the grammatical metaphor used. So beyond the, beyond the term officer-involved shooting, the headline is, is opaque and ambiguous to the point of inaccuracy because it says that the man in question wasn't killed after an officer-involved shooting. He was killed during an officer-involved shooting. Right. He might have died afterwards, but it was as a result of what happened during the officer-involved shooting. Right. So and that's another, I'm going I'm to, later on in another broadcast, I'm going to uh, talk about prepositions because they're ambiguous, and I'm really going to cut those bastards into one. But, there you but go. anyhow, I'm getting back to this. So the causal <laughs> relationship here between the two isn't made clear. Now, I'm not, I'm not commenting like whether or not this was justified or not, because in every instance I've seen on, on the news, this is how it's reported. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the prose gets tortured. I saw one on, I saw a, a uh, uh, on the local uh, Channel 5, which is Fox, which isn't the, the national Fox, it's the local Fox. They had the little crawl at the bottom. 
It's a man involved in officer-involved shooting dies. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Lots well, of guys involved. <laughs> he died. Well, how? He right. was involved in it. Um, did he die, I assume, as a result of the gunshot? So why don't you tell me that? You know, yeah. they don't tell you. Another thing that they do that, again, it's, it's inflammatory, is they refer to the man. Usually he's not a man. It's usually suspect. Well... That doesn't mean, and, and again, it carries a, a prejudice, a bias that you think, oh, he must have done something wrong because he was a suspect. Well, if, if a woman is murdered, usually, and they look at the police will say, well, the, the husband automatically or her boyfriend becomes a suspect, even if, there's, okay. even if he didn't do it, or even if there's no evidence. That's usually what their, their premise is, that, that she must have known the assailant, so it must be the husband or boyfriend probably. So they are suspects. Doesn't mean that they did anything, but again, it's inflammatory. Right. See, unfortunately, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, that unfortunately, the the what clicked in my mind in the first part of your uh, uh, story is that, you know, what are people going to hear when you say this? You know, and that, that's what I got to thinking. I was yeah. like, well, we're talking about you know the everybody's intellectually stunted you know way of dealing with things. What did they hear when they heard that? Well, I think, and here's an example of why we're our society's in such trouble. What I think a lot of our a lot of people who would listen to that they would have heard Native American, and that's an inappropriate way to refer to them. And mm-hmm. the you know the buffalo wants to be identified as a bison. You know, and, and it's just, it, it, it's, you know, and, that, and I think that's a, a perfect example. That, that's a, it, it's a wonderful linguistic story and something that is uh, uh, intricate in, in, its, in its application yeah. uh, and, and, and very important of what's happening today. But, but a lot of the people that we're describing today, I don't know if they'd get it. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they get it or get the importance of what's happening. Yeah, because a lot of it, again, it's your reaction to it. So, so another word that they, they like to use on the news, particularly when it, when it's, when it deals with, with uh, police stories, uh, are referring to uh, uh, people as, as juveniles. Right. Well, when I think about juvenile, what word collocates with that? Delinquent. Juvenile delinquent. Right. When I was in school, oh, crazy, that kid went to juvie. Right, with the juvenile hall. Right. We never refer to ourselves as, oh, I'm a juvenile. No, I'm a teenager. So why don't they use that instead? Teenager shot by police. No, 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 it's a juvenile. And again, the, the, the implication there mm-hmm. is even if you're not aware, underlined is, well, the kid must have done something wrong. Yeah. So, and again, they get this, you see, they get this from the police, right? The police have, um, they have their community affairs officers who write mm. this stuff. And, <laughs> right. and I understand they're trying to give you, you know, they're trying to be very, you know, they want to push it away as far as possible, not take any responsibility. But it's up to the media then to put it into, into perspective. Yeah. And use the active voice and not the passive. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, I think uh, we've come to a, a depressing conclusion. <laughs> I think so, too. I really do. I really do. But be healthy, be peaceful, and we will see you next week. The Invisible Maybe Podcast. 